1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
1: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio.
0: 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 133 in edmonton Bob Stoffer with you. Joined today along with Cody Jansen. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. edmonton owned and operated for over fifty years. For a menu and a list of their thirteen edmonton and area locations, go online at RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza's the Mediterranean Chicken. I was catching some flack. I mentioned that uh, Hudson brought me in a Pete's driving licorice milkshake and somebody said, geez, Bob, you have chicken on your pizza and licorice in your milkshakes. You're a unique man to say the least. Uh my next guest is a unique guy as well, uh, out of Montreal, Edmonton sporting icon, the former heavyweight champion of the NHL, George Larocque. and as we bring George aboard on a River Creek Resort Casino, I'm going to read a text, George, first from a listener. He says, Bob, can you ask George why most tough guys are extreme teddy bears off the ice? I know enforcers are usually team-first guys, but why does it seem to be uh, huge personalities off the ice in terms of regards to social groups and charities. Like, why are they uh, some of the best guys to deal with? So I'm going to throw that year away, George. Why is that the case?
1: Well, first of all, I just want to say, Bob, hi to everyone. And I'm so excited. I'm on my way to Edmonton right now.
0: Are you really?
1: You're coming to Edmonton? Yeah, cause, yeah, because yeah, it's my twins' birthday next week, so I'm coming uh, tonight. I'll be there for uh, till next week. So I'm on my way there to the CDF champions. So I can't wait. But unfortunately, won't be seeing live hockey. But uh, still, I get to see everyone once I, when I, once I get back. So I can't wait. And uh, to answer the question, uh, actually, you know what, Bobby? It, maybe it's because what we do for a living is so demanding. What we yeah. do for a living is so hard. It, it, it's like it takes the edge off, you know, like because Often we have used as as, as 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 athletes that we're not. Like we're not we're not animals, right? But when you fight for living, often people they see you completely differently. Like people look at you and they're like, "Oh, this guy is an animal. He's a tough guy." Like they don't know you, so they think that off the ice you, you you're the same persona. And and you know when you're off the ice, everything is so much smoother than the job that you do. That I think it just it's just something that is just natural that you're so relieved that. You don't have to think about the anxiety about fighting him or anything that the real you could come out and you could be, I don't know, you could be the opposite. Often they say that, you know, when you do a job often in real life, the guy's the opposite because you can't be on edge all the time. Otherwise you'd go crazy, right? Yep. Like you could be so gentle. So then after, when you go on the ice, you could be the opposite of that again. It's like the beauty and the beast. Same thing with a character, you know, when we do that job on and off the ice. And to me, uh, you know, I needed that, like, just to, to be like, just laid off, cool off, like, laughing, charitable, and all that stuff. Because the job that I did man, sometimes it would jo- it just, it would just drive me crazy. So when imagine. One night that, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, George. I mean, you were the champ. You were like, in terms of the fighting ability, you were as good as anybody. Imagine, w- in terms of the stress and the anxiety imagine what it was for guys that weren't as big as you weren't as strong didn't have as good a left hand could you imagine the anxiety those poor guys had knowing they might have to fight you if something happened in the game
1: see the thing is and you're right i know that they all did but even though i knew that if i if i, I knew if i wasn't sleeping the night before and the afternoon of the game, i know for the other guy it was worse but the thing is it didn't make it any lighter it didn't make yeah. it even easier knowing that because I was like, that guy's still going to try to take my head off. So because of that, it's not it's not any easier than anything. So I still have to do the job. And the pressure is on me because on top of the fact that I have all the anxiety, Bob, I have to win. I have to beat him. Yeah. And because of that, that's why it's like even more pressure on me because I'm I will, when you're a target, you know that guys – they're going to look up to you, right? So that's why, to me, I always had to be on edge, always had to be ready, and uh, and I was.
0: Another text has come in. Uh, Bob, can you ask George about the Carson Soucy hit on Troy Terry last night? His thoughts on fighting... Uh, Uh, You know, it was Ryan Getzlaff who fought Suse after a clean hit. Is there still room for this in the National Hockey League? I mean, Ryan Getzlaff, there's a guy, 35 years old, captain. I love him, by the way, George. And you played against him. He was a hell of a player. Uh, Great player. Still sticking up for his teammates. I'm sure you would have admired
1: that. Is that still part of today's game, do you think, George? Of course it is. And first of all, let's talk about Getzlaff. Getzlaff is unbelievable. This guy... The GM even said that he's only going to trade him if guest lab has to be traded. Right now, he's a grandfather to all the young guys. He's teaching them the ropes, and he's an unbelievable leader. He doesn't have to fight, and he sticks up for teammates. You know what that does to a bench, what that does to a team, when he's showing the team, fraternity, family, how it is? Yes, There's some teams that there's some guys that should step up. Like, and they don't even do it. Some guys that are much bigger than Gestlav. And to Gestlav, to do that shows you the type of captain, the type of guy that he is, and it's awesome. And as long as hockey remains a physical sport, there's always going to be fighting part of the game. Obviously, fighting is not going to be staged like it was before. But in a physical sport, fighting always has to be part of it itself. And, and, you know, a good odd fight in the, in the action sometimes is awesome, it's amazing. And uh, you know it's part of it, and it brings excitement. that Everybody's on their feet when there's a good game, when there's a good fight. People that are against fighting, well, when people stands up in the stands and start booing when there's a fight, then we could start talking about the transition about taking fighting out of the game.
0: All right, George. Uh, so Toronto added Joe Thornton. They added. Jason Spezza, hypothetically, hypothetically, George, if Ryan Getzlaff looked at the situation in Anaheim and said they're in a rebuild for another couple years, hypothetically, how good of a fit do you think Ryan Getzlaff could be in Edmonton, the Oilers will have some cap space this summer, how do you think he'd look at Edmonton as a third line right shot center?
1: flat to anything with the unreal and the others right now like uh, by the way um unreal turning around the ad that they did you know what's amazing with edmonton is uh how they managed to go on the street with just one line because obviously they need secondary scoring and stuff and that one line does it all all the other lines just don't get scored again the top line is going to go score goals and that's it You know, what worries me is, you know, how far you could go like this because, you know, when you play against them, you just have to shut down them online, but it's easier to send them down because two best players in the world are playing together. But, yeah, obviously a guy like Gessler that won the cup and that knows playoff, a big guy like that, would bring experience to a team. I just look at what Corey Perry is doing to Montreal Canadiens, what Spezberg is doing to Toronto. All those guys, even though they're older, they bring experience on the road to a lineup that makes a big difference so a guy like left, for sure would do the same thing and stuff and you know like I'm pretty sure that a lot of team will look into him because I know Montreal is looking for a center also because they know that with three young centers like that towards the end of the season and coming into the playoff you know there's experience missing so I'm pretty sure that but, but, but the thing is, it depends on Gessler because he's going to get to pick. The way that GM has been talking about it, I think he's going to give the respect to, to Gessler to ask him if he wants to go, where he wants to go, and he's going to be picking a spot. So, you know, obviously playing Emerton with, 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 with McDavid, is always something attracting. But, you know, the only thing that I don't like for Canadian team, Bob, is the thing with to do with COVID. Because if you're playing in a Canadian city, Your family want to come and visit you. It's complicated with COVID and everything. And that's a disadvantage for Canadian team. And that's the thing that I don't like for this year. So a lot of guys, they're going to pick for U.S. team. Like, for example, there was big rumors. Montreal was interested in stall in Buffalo but he didn't want to play for a Canadian team because of his family. So that's going to be another thing that Montreal and Emerton is going to have to deal with if they want to improve their team.
0: We'll get to Montreal. We'll get to the COVID. And again, the announcement today, the federal government reports are they're going to lighten the quarantine period for NHL players on U. teams that they get traded to Canada from 14 to 7 days. Of course, the players are getting tested every day all the time. Very quickly, George, we didn't have you on last week. You saw Jujar kara get dropped by Brett Ritchie uh, you remember Aaron Downey uh, Aaron Downey trains uh, Brett Ritchie and Nick Ritchie uh, and you know how tough Aaron was as an undersized guy but in, you never got dropped the way Jujar got dropped how important is it for a guy I mean Jujar has come back in and he played on Saturday night against Winnipeg but just to get back in the saddle again after something like that
1: happens well actually the only time I got dropped was junior hockey right and after I got dropped in junior hockey, I was 16 years old. It took me 50 games to fight again. I was petrified, but I was 16. Uh, the thing is, when you get dropped like this and stuff, it's important to get right back at it because you want to you get that image out of you. You want to just because you're always, always going to be tentative the next time you'll get into it because of what just happened because, you know, you, you remember it, right? And you don't want it you don't want it to affect the game, knowing that, you know, if I'm too physical, this could happen again. You want to bring confidence back to you because the one punch could happen to anyone and I saw I saw when he got hit and stuff and unfortunately it was against Calgary, you know, with the rivalry and everything, but you know what? If I was high, the next time I play Calgary I'd go against the same guy and get it over with and stuff just to so he could erase this fight out of his memory
0: all right george uh the timing in montreal i mean uh you know the story the canadians are shut down mark Bergevin saying today that one of the players and we know it's either uh yoel or mia or it's yes barry that one of the players has tested positive for one of the variants and so there's lots of concern we'll get more information later uh today about whether or not there are any other players that have tested positive for edmonton they didn't get a chance to play the games yet, and the Canadians did not have Tyler Toffoli. Uh They're still not going to have Sherratt uh, for a while. I mean, those were two huge absences for the lineup. So, I mean, Edmonton had a chance potentially to capitalize on situations here. And again, Quebec Health makes the decision in terms of shutting the Canadians down. But uh, give me your assessment. Montreal hasn't been quite as good as early in the season. Why is that?
1: Well, in the beginning of the season, I think because of no training camp and no exhibition games, teams weren't ready yet. Like Montreal, they always start the season always fast. And you look at teams, you know, even Edmonton. I think Edmonton is not the same thing as the first six game of the season. You know, get players like playing together, like gelling together and stuff. And for some, for some reason, Montreal, and you guys, as soon as the season started, it clicked in right away. So it caught a lot of people by surprise. But I think after the first 10 games, you know, everybody was kind of backed up to speed. And then they weren't beating teams so easy because, you know, the first six game of the season, they had 10 points out of 12 on a six-game road trip. So the start of the season made up all things that, you know, Montreal was well above all the teams. So I think that now teams are like, or, like, like they're ready to play. And you you see totally something totally different now. Like, all the guys in Montreal that weren't fired before, other than, you know, Toffoli and Anderson that didn't slow the cadence, all the other guys, like, there's a lot of guys we're not even seeing. So, right now in Montreal, like, they're talking about the line. Like, don't, don't, there's three... Young centers. Too, the, the center line is way too too young. There's too much pressure on them, and they're struggling a bit and stuff. But you can't put too much pressure on them because they're young. And now with what's going on and stuff, they were gonna play at Edmonton that was on fire. And without the Foley, and the good thing is Montreal is like, well, we're not playing this week. The so Foley, will be back when we could be playing. But. Bergevin had a press conference uh, this, uh, today and he said that the league is looking to add those four games back and man that's going to condense their schedule and that's going to be a big disadvantage for the team because they'll be pl- playing sometimes four games in five nights and stuff like that so the end of the season for Montreal is going to be really hard and you know Weber's turning slowing up a bit because, you know, like, with his age and everything, like, he's, he's, he played too many minutes. So, it's not going to help the Canadians, the fact that the schedule is going to be condensed so much and they're going to have to win games toward, toward the end of the season because now they have game in hand. They haven't played that many games yet compared to all the other teams, but it's going to be very difficult end of the season for them and stuff. As much as last year, they were advantageous with the with their schedule, and that's the reason why they scoop up Buffalo for the last spot for the playoff. Now, with a schedule that is going to be much harder for them because of those, that week you're going to put out later, man, it's going to put them in a, in a tough position. And that's why a lot of people are expecting Bergeron today or tomorrow to make a trade because, you know, if they put it down to four, from 14 to seven days, the guys that have to do the quarantine, if you don't play for a week, That means that the guy that you're getting won't have to wait to play for you when you're ready to play next week. So that's why sooner or later is better if you want to make a trade. Make it now to help your team.
0: George, we appreciate the time. Have a safe trip in Edmonton. Uh, Spend some time with those kids of yours, and we'll hook up next week, okay? Awesome. Thanks, brother. You bet. That is George Larocque, Edmonton sporting icon, former heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League. 50 games, and he, he fought as a 16-year-old. I believe that was Sylvain Bluen. Bluen was 20 when he fought La Rock and had no interest in fighting La Rock at the NHL level at a later date. We're going to take a quick timeout. It's 148 at Edmonton. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll get to this day in Oilers history uh, for New West Travel and also uh, take care of our Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. This is Oilers Now. 150 in Edmonton. Let's quickly go into the Ashley Five Floors text line. Fletch from Calgary says Bob, no need to apologize for the comparison of Nurse and Robinson, it's real. And Edmonton Oilers fans start uh, need to start appreciating Darnell Nurse even more. Uh, Peter from Wainwright, who's a big soccer fan, says, Bob, the Getzlaff brothers are two of the best leaders in all of sports. They're always team first. All 31 teams uh, would be honored to have Ryan on their team to help their young players. Again, if you didn't see it last night, uh, Carson Souza, I think he's from like Wainwright or Irma, one of those areas out there, belted uh, Troy Terry, and Getzlaff went straight over and went to settle a score. And, uh, you know, Ryan's now 35 years of age and still willing to do that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Sean says, I'd love Getzlaff here. He'd be awesome in Edmonton. That kind of move could make the Edmonton Oilers legit contenders. Uh, Randy Oda Brooks says, Ryan Getzlaff is this era's Mark Messier. And, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. All right, let's take care of some business. And we will start... We will start with the Oilers Now Injury Report, brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. For every goal the Oilers score this season, James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Cheds Santa's Anonymous. James H. Brown, pick them because they're the best. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Here's Cody Jansen. While sticking here in Edmonton, cleft Bomb, Cuckoo, they're still an LTIR. Per Dave Tippett earlier today, he did say Yamamoto, still day-to-day, but he is getting closer. Kyle Turris has also been activated. As for the Leafs, so the Oilers are face on Saturday. Freddie Anderson still day-to-day with a lower body injury. Elsewhere, goalie news, the Coyotes now changed anti-Ranta's status from day-to-day to week-to-week. And Ottawa's Austin Watson out four to six weeks with a hand injury. As we go into List Day and Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, the team of Dennis and Jason Laliberti and gang. All right, here we go. We're going to go back to 1982, 39 years ago today. Cody, what do you got? Well, Wayne Gretz becomes the first NHL player to score 200 points in a season. He set up Pat Hughes in the first period against Calgary at the Stampede Corral to reach that mark. The great one also set an NHL record, scoring two shorthanded goals in just 27 seconds is 89th and 90th goals of the year year uh there's one player in nhl history that's had a 200 point season he did it four times his name was wayne from the edmonton operation he was good coming up tonight on inside sports with reed wilkins uh he will have manny Vivaros, the head coach of uh, vegas's hl farm team along uh, which is in henderson nevada uh, along uh, with uh, Scott Hartnell, a longtime NHL are doing some work now for the NHL uh, Network um, tomorrow on our show. Wow, we got a lot of guests coming up tomorrow from NHL hockey and Rogers for our friends at River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot Friedman, head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, there in first. They're seven and zero on the season. Brad Lauer, uh, Edmonton area product that fought his way to the NHL, longtime Maple Leafs analyst Bob McGill and one of my two play-by-play broadcast partners this season, Jack Michaels. We will tell you that uh, coming up today on the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I, more discussion about the uh, ruling on the carbon tax. Dwayne Bratt, who is a professor out of Mount Royal, will join Jalen and I coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Have a terrific Thursday, everybody. So long.